September 1st, it's still hot as hell out, but we got college football coming up this Labor Day weekend, so tap those kegs. This is Smokey, college football with the Bandit. How you doing there, Bandit? I'm doing great, Smokey. We got some great games. We've had a long wait for college football to start, but it's here now. We're here to break down the games, maybe give some people some bad advice on uh, plays that they should make. And uh, I'm ready to get into it. You know how bears hibernate during the winter? Well, I'm a football bear. I hibernate during the summer. I've been asleep for six months, and I'm ready to go with some college games. I like it. I like it. Let's dive right in. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited, as are you. Thursday night, we start off with the Battle of Carolina. We got South Carolina at North Carolina. South Carolina's a three-point favorite. Who you like in this one? You know, it's interesting because I just read that Spurrier is going to be around another six years, at least coaching. Um. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it, you know, if he if he keeps it up, you know, I think that he'll go another six years. Uh, he stays pretty healthy on the golf course, so I got to give the guy credit. He clean living, I guess, right? Now, do you remember last year? South Carolina came out. I think you and I were both pumped up for them against Texas A and M. And I'm going to make a sound on this podcast that's never been made before on our podcast. South Carolina laid a big fat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty bad. It's pretty bad. So are you taking UNC? I am not because UNC is not last year's Texas A&M. They're not even this year's Texas A&M. I think South Carolina rolls through this game easily. I think that, uh, you know, I, I definitely agree with you. You know, I think that South Carolina has probably one of the most talented wide wideouts in uh, the country, certainly the SEC, in Farrow Cooper. Um, I don't know if you remember this guy from, from last year. He's a you know, I, I think the guy's like six four. Uh, you know, very. I mean, he's going to go to the next level. He's going to play in the NFL. And they just named uh, a quarterback, uh, Connor Mitch. You know what Spurrier can do with quarterbacks? If he, he, you know, Danny Werfel, he can make him a Heisman uh, uh, Trophy winner. Uh, he can certainly work some magic with Mr. Mitch out. There. Really? What happened with Connor Shaw? <laughs> well, you know, Connor Shaw, I think, was just about as good as he could be. But, you, you know, uh, sometimes you can you can only polish, uh, what's the saying about polishing something that isn't too appealing? Um, I think that's what he was trying to do with Connor Shaw. Are you saying he's trying to polish Connor Shaw's knob up? Let's not go there. <laughs> that's adorable. By the way, Pharaoh, Pharaoh Cooper, is it? Pharaoh, Pharaoh, yeah, Pharaoh's his name. Pharaoh. Let my people go. He led the SEC in receptions and yards last year. I think he could repeat doing that this year. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's pretty awesome. But uh, anyway, we both agree we both like South Carolina in that one. So get that upset ready there, I guess. Um, Not an upset. They're favored by three. I know. I'm saying that we're gonna. We're, I'm saying that we're wrong, and that North Carolina is gonna roll. Because now, anytime we agree on a game, it's typically a bad. Sign. Now, Bandit, um, we know that you're a big draft DraftKings player. Will Farrell be in your lineup on opening day? You know, it, it, I don't know what the cost is for him, and I'm only going to talk about. We're going to talk in the second half of the show about DraftKings and their contest on Saturday, and um, I'm only looking at the noon games on Saturday. I 
you know, I think we agree on this. I don't like to do the Thursday games because there's not enough players in the pool, and you really need to be able to take advantage of some knowledge and find some, like, kind of obscure players that allows you to take, like, a Pharaoh Cooper, a guy that's going to be, you know, close to probably 9,000 uh, units or whatever you want to call it. you got to take a guy that's, like, bottom of the barrel if you're going to get that guy in your lineup. I'm going to let our audience in on a little secret. The Bandit is sticking with all noon games. Because he's married and he loves a nooner. Oh, let's go on to the next game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got Michigan and uh, your favorite guy, uh, Harbaugh, going to uh, Utah. And Utah's a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Who do you like here? Well, I like the fact that Harbaugh could no longer screw up my fantasy football team. That's always a good thing. He's out of the pros. And this is the band. except I'm not the bandit. This is Smokey's upset pick of the week. I think Michigan loses this game. Okay, that's not a. That's not a. Uh, uh, okay, you said it's a cover. Is that where you're, where you're going no. with this? Because Utah's favored by five. And oh, a half. my bad. I thought Michigan was. Hey, we're a little rusty. It's the first podcast of the year. I think the Utes. Now, this isn't like Joe Pesci, my cousin Vinny. The Utes, is it? No, no, no. These are these are the Utah Miners. Okay, I do believe. So as long as it's not the two Utes from Brooklyn, I'm good with it. Utah is going to steamroll. And ruin Jim Harbaugh's first game. Okay, so we agree on two in a row here. Uh, there's a guy for Utah that's going to run the show, and he's going to run the ball. And uh, his name is Devontae Booker. I don't know if you remember him from last year. I remember him. He, he led the country in your favorite. Uh, it's normally a receiving stat, but you can talk about it with uh, running backs. What is the stat that, that Smokey loves? It's, it's yak. yak. Right? I love yak. You love the yak. Uh, yards after contact. Um, he had 815 yak yards last year. Isn't it yard after Guys catch? <laughs> yards after catch. Yards after contact is what it means in, in the running back contest. Oh, okay. And he, he led the country in that. Michigan, they got um, uh, kind of a cast-off Iowa uh, QB named Jake Ruddock, who's going to be starting for them. Uh, I'm not. I, I, I think Harbaugh's got a great recruiting class. They're going to be really good in 16 and 17, just not in 15. Wait a minute. Does Michigan ha- Did you just tell me Michigan has a quarterback that wasn't good enough to start at Iowa? Yeah, that's exactly right. That's so that, not good. That, that's what you need to know there. Hey, at least they won't be losing to a Division II team. That's right. That's right. And then our, our final Thursday game that we're going to cover is, uh, you know, we got we got a playoff contender here in TCU traveling to Minnesota. And uh, uh, TCU's favored by 14 and a half. Who do you like there? Oh, I love me some horny frogs. <laughs> so you're taking the TCU. I disagree with you. I like Minnesota. Um, if you'll remember, TCU's got a top quarterback, uh, uh, Trayvon Boykin, but um, their D lost something like six starters. So, I mean, this is a, a rebuilt defense. Um, they do have 10 returners on offense, so their offense is going to be clicking. But um, but Minnesota's got uh, you know they've got Coach Kill there they they game plan pretty well and they got the arguably the best cornerback tandem in the uh, in the country so um, I think it's going to be uh, a, a lower scoring than people think and I think Minnesota might cover the fourteen and a half. Now I know TCU uh, lost a lot on defense, but aren't they returning a lot on offense? Who TCU? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. They return almost everybody on, on offense. I think there's like one, I think maybe an offensive lineman or something like that that they lost. 
But other than that, I mean, they are absolutely stacked on offense. But then again, I mean, Minnesota's got a pretty good defense. So I, I think that it's an away game. TCU's favored. Um, I, I think they keep it within two touchdowns. I'm not saying Minnesota wins, but I think they keep it respectable. Ten-point loss, let's say. Okay. I'm, I'm, I, I love me some horny frogs. <laughs> All right. So then we're gonna um, we're gonna actually cover uh, a Friday game here, and uh, there's an interesting Friday game. You know, you got um, you, you got well, who's the former Boy, Boise State coach? It's obviously Chris Peterson, right? And, yes. And he took the job at uh, Washington. Now he goes back with the Huskies to the Smurf turf to play Boise State, and Boise State's a 12 point favorite. Who you like here? Uh, Washington was horrible last year, and they weren't, uh, you know, now he's got more of his players into the system, obviously, but there's something about Boise State on that turf. I think Boise State covers this game. Yeah, I I tend to agree with you here. I mean, it's a smurf turf turf on a Friday night. Um, Boise State's got... uh, you know, uh, some some good players on offense. I kind of wonder about the Chris Peterson uh, uh, factor. Obviously, he knows everything about that program, and if anybody can game plan for him, it's him. I just think that it's just going to be too much talent on the Boise State side, and, you know, night game at home on the turf, uh, I tend to think that they're going to roll here in Washington. Yeah, well, you, when you think about it, a lot of these Boise State players are probably Chris Peterson recruits. They're really going to want to stick it to him. I agree. I agree. All right, Smokey. So we got the noon games coming up, uh, the Saturday noon games, and we've got Stanford uh, going to Northwestern. Stanford, uh, 12-point favorite. Who do you like here? This is a tough game. A lot of people have Stanford, uh, you know, potentially winning the Pac-12, but the game kicks off at 9 a.m. Stanford time, I believe. I'm going to take Northwestern in the points. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not sure exactly uh, that I agree with you on the uh, the 9 a.m. start time having any impact on uh, the game. But I do know that, that Stanford's going to try to run the ball a little bit, uh, uh, you know, a little bit more. They're going to commit to the run. That's going to be one of my picks uh, when we get into the DraftKings portion is Christian McCaffrey, who is the Stanford running back. Um, I think they're going to light up Northwestern. I like them to cover. So this is one that, uh, that we disagree on. Um, you know, Northwestern, they weren't very good last year. I think, I don't see any reason that they're going to be very good this year. Um, all right, so another noon game, and a team that, you know, a lot of people are, are saying will win the SEC East, and that is Georgia. They're hosting Louisiana Monroe and a 35-point favorite. Who do you like? You are either betting on Georgia or you're not touching this game. Uh, I like Georgia to cover. I think they're normally pretty solid in opening weeks. Yeah, you know, good old Nick Chubb. Uh, you know, they had Todd Gurley last year, but Nick Chubb was, you know, Gurley was hurt for a couple games, and he filled in pretty nicely. Um, I could see him running all over Monroe and, you know, them being up 35 to nothing at, at the half, really. Um, you're right, this is a game where if you take Monroe, you, you don't feel comfortable about it because there's, you know, this is a game that could be a 42-35 point lead for Georgia at halftime, and then you're just praying that they play their, their third string the rest of the time. So, yeah, I agree with you. I like Georgia as well. The last and only good Monroe in football, I believe, was the guy in Fast Times in Ridgemont High. I believe his name uh, was Monroe. Was that guy named, was that, uh, that was Forrest Whitaker, wasn't it? Yeah, wasn't his name Monroe? 
Uh, it might have been. I can't remember. Maybe uh, that, that's a good uh, question for our listeners. Uh, and in fact, why don't you give them the, uh, the, where they can tweet us in? Yeah, why, why don't you tell us uh, who would you take? Monroe from Fast Times at Ridgemont High and 35 points against Georgia. And you could tweet us at Smokey and the or Smoky Bandit CFB. That's Smoky Bandit CFB. Or if you want to go more than 140 characters, you can email us at Smoky and the Bandit CFB at yahoo.com. All right, very good, very good. Well, we both agree there. Georgia should roll in that game. A uh, game that I'm not as comfortable about. I'll tell you what, we got Penn State going to Temple. Uh, Penn State and Temple have been playing, I think they played each other like 43 times or something. Uh, Penn State's a seven-point favorite. Who do you like? Question, will Bill Cosby be on the sideline molesting somebody on Temple? Oh, gosh, that's so wrong. That's so wrong. I, I, you know, I, I would not like to see the cause in any in any way, shape, or form in public. Um, that would be the most awkward moment for whoever's covering that game to make some statement about it. But, yeah, the, uh, the I don't think we'll be seeing the cause on the sidelines. So what's uh, t- what Penn State's, what, favored by three and a half? Seven. Seven. I uh, I always fall into the early season Penn State trap, and I'm going to do it again. I'm going to take Penn State to cover. I'm going to take them to cover as well, and I, and I saw a stat. I mentioned that they played each other 43 times. How many of those do you think Penn State's won? 34. 39. 39, and there's a there's a tie in there somewhere. So they're 39-3-1 and one, uh, against Temple, uh, and I, I don't see this any different. Um, some people think that Christian Hackenberg's going to be much improved at quarterback for Penn State, and frankly, I just don't think that Temple has anything. They typically have a def- decent defense, but um, I, I don't see them winning this game, and you know, not enough points for them to keep it close and it, to make a difference. Um, we got a, uh, you know, we always have these. It seems like Virginia always plays a West Coast opponent in the opening week. I think that they went to, uh, or they hosted UCLA last year. Maybe they keep doing this because they, they they're going to UCLA this year, and UCLA is a seventeen and a half point favorite. Uh, who who you like in this one? I love UCLA to cover in this one on their home turf. I mean Virginia. That's ACC football. That's blah. You know, I mean, I don't care if Florida State won the championship two years ago. They still suck. So I'm going to take UCLA to cover. All right, well, I'm going to disagree with you. I think it's, I think it's too many points here. I think that, uh, you know, 17.5 is a lot. Virginia is traveling across the country, and I know, Smokey, you're always talking about the, you know, the East Coast team moving west and the West Coast team moving east for the game and how that impacts everything. But I'll tell you what, you know, UCLA lost. Brett Hundley last year, um, and, and I don't know what team he's playing with in the NFL now, or if he's even in the NFL, but he was certainly one of the better quarterbacks they've had there. Is he the new starting quarterback for the Washington Redskins? <laughs> I don't know. They could use somebody, certainly as a backup. Um, but the, uh, you know, Jerry Neuheisel, and uh, it, uh, he, he's the new quarterback. I don't know much about him. I don't know much, uh, ex- I don't think he has much experience. Um, because Hundley was, was a couple-year starter over at UCLA. And then UVA has a, uh, a very ex- experienced Matt Johns um, at quarterback. So I'm just thinking the team, opening week, makes fewer mistakes, you know, maybe keeps this close, maybe put this on upset alert. Um, and, uh, you know, Virginia covers the points here. Virginia's so bad they should call them Virginia State. 
<laughs> that's good. That's good. Now, keep in mind that we also have the lock of the week, the lock of the week that we're going to do, and we haven't. Neither of us have locked one in, and I'm getting ready to lock one in on this game. Uh, so, just just fair warning. We got Louisville uh, against Auburn at the uh, Georgia Dome. It's a neutral location. We got Auburn minus eleven. Who you like here? Uh, Auburn with that asshole of a defensive coordinator. I'm going to take Auburn to cover. Um, I'll tell you what, I I agree with you, and this is my lock. Uh, I like Auburn to cover the 11, and I'll tell you what, um, Muschamp is a horrible coach, but he's a great coordinator, and um, he can definitely improve that defense. Um, I was happy to see him leave Florida as a Florida fan, but the guy knows defense, no, no question about that. Um, they also say that the Auburn quarterback, remember they had Nick Marshall last year, he's gone. We got a new guy named Jeremy Johnson, who they are saying is is better than Nick Marshall. He looks better so far in the spring and in the fall practices and or in the summer practices. And they also have probably the top whiteout. I mean, you saw what... Uh, Wasn't he the Heisman frontrunner at Oregon the year Tebow run, won? Jeremy Johnson, wasn't he the Heisman frontrunner at Oregon the year Tebow won? Uh, I'm trying to think. I think there was. I think there was somebody else, but I. I, I think there was a Jeremy something other, but I, I can't remember that. But yeah, the uh, maybe this is 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 a little little brother. Maybe I don't know, but they've got a great wide receiver named DeQuil, uh, uh Williams, who is probably you know the top. Uh, him and Pharaoh Cooper are probably one two somewhere in the uh, SEC wideout. Race and possibly in the country. Now, what's the name of Auburn's defensive coordinator? Muschamp. From here on out on our podcast, we will refer to him as Asshat. <laughs> Very good. Well, for what he did with Florida, I think it's I think it's fitting. Um, all right, so we got BYU going to Nebraska, and we got Nebraska as a six and a half point favorite. Uh, what do you think about this game? I'm so old that I remember when Nebraska was a powerhouse. Yeah, you're, you're talking about in the uh, uh, in the days where they ran all over Florida in the '94 uh, title game. Um, Tommy Frazier running the option and destroying uh, us with Tom Osborne as the coach. I go back even further. I remember of uh, wasn't his name Mike Dozier anyway running all over everybody. I got to put Nebraska at home a six point favorite. I got to think they're going to cover this. Yeah, I mean, I'll go through this real quickly when we get into the DraftKings picks, but I, I like uh, the uh, Nebraska quarterback, Tommy Armstrong Jr. He's a dual-threat guy. I think he put up a ton of points against BYU at home in this game. I think it's going to be a shootout, frankly. Um, but I like Nebraska as well to cover the 6.5. I like him by more than a touchdown. Um, all right, so another team that is kind of, you'll find out on the podcast, and I think these are one of my darlings. I like one of these teams. I'm not going to tell you which one I like. Uh, until we get to the pick, but we got Arizona State and Texas A&M in the Energy Dome in uh, Houston, and Texas A&M's favored by three. Who you like? This has got to be the game of the week. Oh, I could hear you really, really thinking about this one. This has got to be the game of the week, I imagine, uh, as far as nighttime and everything. i got to go with Arizona State. They're returning a lot of people on offense, I believe, I gotta think Arizona State goes in and pulls off the upset. I'm taking Arizona State. All right, I completely agree with you here. This is like two, I think maybe three in a row where we agree. And uh, Arizona State, you're right. They they 
returned almost everybody except for their quarterback, that is Taylor Kelly, last year. They got a new guy named Mike. I'm going to butcher his last name because it's Kurt. It's Burke. Kavici, I believe. Berkovici, I believe, is the guy's uh, last name. But anyway, the report, Wait, what was his name? I think it's Berkovici. What's his, what's his first name? Mike. Not to be confused with Mike Krushawiski. <laughs> or Mike Strickley, that's right, that's right. It kind of seems like it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a whole mess of vowels, I'll tell you, on the guy's last name, on the kid's last name. But, um, yeah, I agree. Arizona State... Um, was a young team last year, and I think they won 10 games, and they really return a lot of starters. So, um, and I, I don't really think that Texas A&M is that good. I'm surprised that Texas A&M is favored in this one, maybe because it's kind of like a home game for them. But I agree with you. I like Arizona State here. Um, all right, going to uh, our alma mater, uh, the Florida Gators. Uh, night game in the swamp, hosting New Mexico State. Uh, Florida, 36.5-point favorites. Who you like? If you tell me who's playing quarterback for Florida, I can make a selection. Okay, it's going to be... I don't think I don't know if they've named... I think it's going to be a rotation uh, between Greer and Trayon Harris, but I think Will Greer will play the majority of the snaps. Uh, as bad as New Mexico State is, I mean, I would never touch this game with my own money. If you give me some of your millions then I will bet on New Mexico State and the points. Okay, well, we're going to disagree here because I'm going to take Florida, and I saw a stat when I was looking at this game and I was prepping for the podcast. New Mexico State, you know, they rank uh, the NCAA, you know, uh, uh, what is it called instead of uh, Division One? I? I always mess this up. There's FBS. And, what was it? FBS. Yeah, FBS. There's FCS and FBS, right? So in FBS... There's, I don't know, something like 130 teams. And uh, New Mexico State is damn near the bottom in rushing defense uh, last year. And I, I can't imagine they got that much better this year. I think Kelvin Taylor is going to have himself quite a day. And I don't even think it's going to matter who's playing quarterback. Um, as long as they don't turn the ball over a ton, I think we should probably run the ball all over them. And if we don't, I'll tell you what, if we, if, if we can't run the ball against New Mexico State, Florida has a lot of problems. Well, you like Florida as long as we don't turn the ball over a lot. What did Florida do a lot last year? Turn the ball over a lot. I'm taking New Mexico State in the points. We led the SEC in takeaways, and I think our, our turnover margin was still uh, pretty uh, abysmal by Florida standards. So, yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying, um, but I think Florida's going to be able to at least protect the ball and should be able to handle New Mexico State. Um, might be a different story next week when they play East Carolina. Um, all right, so we've got another night game. We've got uh, uh, West Virginia, the Mountaineers, hosting Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern team that beat Florida under, I, I think we had Muschamp during that, right? When I believe, beat, yes. When, when we got beat by Georgia Southern. Um, West Virginia is a 20-point favorite. Who do you like here? If it's bad, it happened during Muschamp. <laughs> That's right. Georgia Southern loss, that would be bad. He makes Ron Zook look... He makes Ron. He makes Ron Zook look like a football genius. I know, I know. Ron Zook's like, like absolutely loving it watching that guy uh, try to do uh, the head ball coach job. But yeah, who do you, who do you like in this one? West Virginia is a twenty point favorite. I'm going to take West Virginia. I don't know anything. Uh, I always confuse Georgia Southern and Georgia State, so I'm going to take West Virginia. 
Yeah, I, I, I read the stat, and, and this is never good. Georgia Southern, I think, had a good year last year overall by their standards. And I read that they lost like more than half of their starters on both sides of the ball. Um, that can't be good. Um, I know West Virginia lost a couple of guys uh, like uh, Kevin White and Alford to the NFL. Those are two top whiteouts. But then I read that there's like a little bro White. Like White has a younger brother uh, who is named, uh, i got to look this up, it's Karan, I believe, White. And he's pretty much he'd be carbon copy of his brother. Like, in fact, if you, if, if you put them next to each other, you probably couldn't pick out which one's Kevin White from what I understand. So I'm pretty excited about that, uh, and I think West Virginia probably covers the spread. Um, so we agree on that one. We do. All right, here's what I think is there's two big games, and we're going to cover them uh, uh, almost at the end of the podcast here. And we've got Texas at Notre Dame. Notre Dame is a 10-point favorite. Um, I think this is a somewhat interesting game. Who you like? Um i got to go with Notre Dame until Texas proves they could play a big game. Yeah, I mean, I, Charlie Strong, you know, I was really liking that hire. I liked him when he was defensive coordinator at Florida. I think he's done some good things, putting some uh, uh, some discipline into the Texas team. But you're right, they haven't shown that they, they can win a game. However, I just can't go with a Notre Dame team that I know very little about. Um, you know, I, I just don't think that they're going to be that great this year. I think they've overperformed in recent years. I think that's factored into the spread, and I think Texas can keep it close. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say this is gonna be a great game. Uh, it's gonna be decided by a field goal, and I like uh, Texas to cover. I'm taking Notre Dame. All right. Um, all right. So we've got uh, this is the big game. I think um, really uh, Wisconsin and Alabama uh, in Arlington. Uh, Alabama's a ten and a half point favorite. Who you like? Well, that's a big number for this game, 10.5. It was 9.5. I'd love it. I'm going to go with Alabama regardless. I know, uh, I believe Alabama uh, has a quarterback controversy as well. Um, but I just can't take a Big Ten team opening week against Nick Saban's. Nick Saban's been planning for this game for, what, eight, nine months? I think he's going to be prepared. I think Alabama will win by 14-24. to 24. Man, I, I got to tell you, I would have loved to have seen this game last year. I mean, if you think about the playmakers between Amari Cooper in that game and Melvin Gordon um, going against that Alabama defense, this would have been uh, a really entertaining game. Uh, this one evidently is not going to be that close. Um, but, I mean, I, I kind of question. I mean, Alabama, Nick Saban's always won there with some very suspect or not the greatest talent at quarterback. I mean, think about it. A.J. McCarron. Uh, you've got, uh, I, I don't know, did he have Brody Croyle at one point in time at quarterback? Did he have, you know, he certainly had um, McElroy at quarterback. I mean, he, Greg McElroy, I mean, just, just a number of guys. And uh, and I don't think Blake Sims was really that great last year, but they made it work. Did um, he even get drafted, Blake Sims? I, I don't even think he got drafted. I don't think he's playing anywhere in the NFL. I just, I, I, I know he's no longer the Alabama quarterback, and that, frankly, Saban's not going to name a starter probably until the day before. Um, what what Saban actually said this week was, you know, if I name a starter, it's so close. Like, what what use is that? Because then I could change my mind, and then it's like I've just got to unname a starter. No, but the problem is he said it like Belichick. He mumbled it. I don't know if you heard it. <laughs> well, that's the thing, man. I mean, those guys, those great coaches, they must go to a school of mumbling or something like that because they all kind of have 
Steve Mumble, Belichick, Saban. I mean, I, I, I never I never saw Vince Lombardi uh, a press conference, but I can imagine that he would probably mumble too if you if, if he had to face today's press. Yeah, but the guy who didn't mumble, who was the best, was Mike Ditka. Mike, who's going to be quarterback next week? Why do you care? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I missed Ditka just for those sound bites. I'll tell you that. Um, and we haven't had a good coach blow up. Maybe we'll get that. In we haven't had a good coach sound bite since I'm forty. I know, I know, and that guy's still there at yeah. Oklahoma State. Yeah. So um, it, 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 he's probably fifty by now. Um, <laughs> but uh, I like Wisconsin in this game, so I guess we disagree. I mean, I, I do hear what you're saying about Saban getting a lot of time to prepare for Wisconsin, but um, there's just so many questions about this Alabama team. I know they have a good defense. I know they're they're going to be good, but I think it might be closer than what we think. Um, a game that will not be close uh, is USC is hosting Arkansas State. USC is a 29-point favorite. Uh, they have a quarterback that they're very, very uh, uh, keen on. Uh, they like Cody Kessler a lot. But Sarkeesian is just getting drunk and, and making all kinds of weird statements at, uh, at press conferences or, or at uh, booster uh, uh, dinners. What do you think about this one? Well, I'm annoyed because you stole my line. I was going to say, well, it depends. Is Sarkeesian drunk or sober on the sidelines when he's coaching? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't mean to, to do that. We can try that over again. We got Arkansas State and USC. Yeah, we don't need to. What do you think about this one? Well, it depends. Is Sarkeesian drunk or sober on the sidelines? I think the good joke is even better the second time around. I, it is. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree there. Um, but um, I think that this SC team will do well despite Sarkeesian. I like SC to cover here. I don't think Arkansas State's going to be up for this game. I like SC to cover as well. All right. So let's just move on from that one and then go to the big game, the Labor Day Monday night game of Ohio State at Virginia Tech. Ohio State's a 13-point favorite. And what do you think about this one? Now, isn't there a saying in football, if if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have any? Yeah, yeah, I've heard that. Well, Ohio State, though, only has one quarterback now. Oh, I thought they had 36 quarterbacks. <laughs> I don't know I don't know what, where you're going with this, but go ahead. Anyway, I don't care how many quarterbacks they have. When you have a scumbag for a coach like uh, they have, I expect them to cover majorly. Yeah, I expect them to cover majorly, too. Um, the Ohio State team looks stacked. Uh, uh, Ezekiel at running back is just going to be awesome this year. Um, Virginia Tech just doesn't. I mean, they have like a, a decent defense, but they have a horrible offense. Um, I don't see Virginia Tech scoring a lot of points in this game, period. And um, so, yeah, I like Ohio State to cover. And I will take Ohio State as my ding-ding lock of the week. Oh, wow, wow. On the Monday night, going to leave us hanging all the way till Monday, wondering if Smokey's going to hit his lock. All right, so in this portion, we're going to talk about DraftKings. There's a couple contests out there you can look at. But highlight the noon contest, and I'm just going to go through the lineup that I've got, and uh, we'll see, to, you know, on next week's podcast how it does in the competition. Um, here's who I've got here. Uh, you got to start two quarterbacks, two running backs, three wide receivers, and two flex. So here's who I got. I got at quarterback. I got Tommy Armstrong Jr. and Luke Falk. Uh, all right, Smokey, do you know who Luke Falk plays for? No clue. Never heard of them. All right, Washington State. They're hosting Portland State. 
and they love to air it out. So I, I, what my, my strategy here is is you got to get good uh, uh, you got to get good performance out of the quarterback position in these contests. I mean, certainly it can it can sink you. What do you think about that in the DraftKings contest? You got to get a good quarterback, don't you? Well, the Portland State Seagulls don't they have one of the toughest defenses in the nation? Okay, I don't think they do. No. Okay. Not at all. Okay, I'm just making that up just to screw with you. But no, I agree. I agree. Now I'm going to go Google their uh, their their defense and and watch some film (laughs) to make sure that that picks right. I think those are both good calls. All right. So at running back, I've got Stanford's running back Christian McCaffrey. Uh, going to Northwestern, and then I've got Jalen uh, Walton, and um, he is uh, at Ole Miss, and they're hosting Tennessee Martin, uh, the powerhouse. Um, what do you think about those two picks? They both sound good. You obviously want to get running backs that are going to get a lot of touches. You know, if you can find running backs in college that are going to get twenty-five plus touches against a weak defense, I think you're looking good. All right, all right. So, so I'm I'm, I'm hitting some notes so far. Uh, now, I, I like to stick with this. If I think a quarterback's going to light up a defense, and I do think that Luke Falk is going to light up Portland State, I want to go and find a wide receiver that they have that's undervalued. So, I found this kid, Dom Williams, uh, at uh, Washington State. He's only 4,800 units. Uh, he's a senior leader on this team, and I have him penciled in at wide receiver. Um, I also have. Two SEC wide receivers. I have a guy by the name of Nate Brown. He's at Mizzou. They're hosting Cupcake Southeast Missouri. And he is Matty Mock's go-to guy in the slot. He is their their slot receiver, and I think he's going to get a lot of touches in this game. And then the Tennessee guy that I have is Marquez North. And um, i got a great uh, uh, name for you. Uh, the wideout for Tennessee, the, the top wide receiver, Pig Howard, is out. Yeah, I'm, I'm not lying. The kid's name is Pig, right? Pig Howard's out. So when Pig is out, North is going to uh, get the ball. Marquez North. I like uh, I like those as my wideouts. Um, any comments on my wideout on my wide receiver picks? Ah, uh, well, wideout it all comes down to one thing and one word. You know what that word is? Yak. No. Targets. Targets, that's right, that's right. You gotta get a guy that's gonna gonna get catches, gonna get touches. Uh, so I agree with you. And that's what I'm trying to do with that slot receiver in Mizzou, and I'm trying to do that with uh, North being the main guy in Tennessee. Although, um, you know, it, it, it looks like you gotta take advantage of, of some of these things where there's a guy who's been suspended. That's why Pig Howard's out. He's not he's not hurt, he's just suspended. And um, a guy like Dom Williams, who may not be the number one, but he's a good value. Um, all right, now in the flex position, what do you like to do? You like to go with running backs, or you like to go with uh, wide receivers in in, in the uh, contest? Yeah, you know, it really depends on the offense that they're in. Obviously, uh, I'm looking for targets or touches, and uh, wherever I could get the most targets or touches and fit everything in budget wise, that's what I'm looking to do. Yeah, I, I agree with you, and I like to look at you know I like the noon games games because there were like 10 games to pick from and there are um, do you typically only pick games that you're going to be interested in like the wide rec- the, the players from that game or will you look at like a, a you know two like Sunbelt opponents going after each other and like pick, trying to pick off somebody that you might think might be good in those games 
I don't limit it to games that I'm interested in because then you're just really screwing yourself. You got to take into consideration all the games at that time slot. Yeah, and you do, and you do. And there's there's a game that I think is going to be a shootout, and I was trying to look for other talent here, but um, it's uh, Florida Atlantic at Tulsa. Neither of those two teams are very good defensive teams, and it, I, I expect them to both score a lot of points. So my both of my flex guys come from that game. I've got uh, a wide receiver for Tulsa. Tulsa can air the ball out, and his name is Kiaris Garrett. Um, I looked it up. I looked up where he was on the depth chart. Evidently, he's going to be you know, one of the top wide receivers uh, in that game. And then there's a running back by committee, which I never like, but the guy was so cheap I had to take him. Uh, the guy that's going to get the lion's share at FAU is Jay Warren. And I like that guy. I like him against the Tulsa weak defense. FAU's going to have to run the ball uh, to stay to keep it in that game, you know, to stay in that game. And I think, I mean, the other guy that he could play is Greg Howell. He's the other part of the two-man committee at FAU. But um, what do you think about those picks? Sound good to me. It's all about touches. All right. Well, very good. So that that does it for week one of the podcast. Uh, Smokey, I'll let you give your final thoughts. Yeah. uh, We're not in the bayou, but it's 25-cent wing night here in New York City. So we're going to go get some wings and then get ready for some football in a few days. And we're 